The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. Combank's Next Chapter program provides services and support to help those impacted by financial abuse. It's part of their commitment to supporting the financial well-being of customers and communities. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 16th of November. In your squiz today, growing criticism of the World Health Organization's inquiry into COVID-19, an update on the US election, violence escalates in Ethiopia, and see you later, Sizzler. This is your squiz today. It's nearly been a year, Claire, since COVID-19 first emerged and over six months now since the World Health Organization committed to a comprehensive, independent and impartial investigation into the origins and the spread of the virus. Criticism of this inquiry is growing. Some are saying it's too little, too late, and that concessions to Beijing are undermining it. Concerns about that inquiry were seeded right at the start, but it seems to have played out that China really does have a firm hand on exactly who is being talked to, what sort of documents they're looking at. The panel of experts, which has only just been formed, haven't been able to get to China and it looks unlikely like they will be able to go there or to Wuhan to talk to the people who were involved uh, in that response and in also working out what happened. Very frustrating for the officials, researchers and all the countries around the world who want an answer to how COVID-19 happened. Australia's voice was pretty strong in calling for that independent inquiry and it's had some pretty serious ramifications for us in terms of our relationship with China, especially when it comes to trade. But over the weekend, Australia signed on to a mega free trade deal with 13 other countries, including China. It's the largest free trade deal ever. It's called the RCEP or Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. It's been eight years in the making that trade deal deal and the hope is with China inside that tent with us, with Japan, uh, South Korea, New Zealand and 10 other members of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations or ASEAN, uh, that there will be some smoothing over of those troubles that we have been having with China on trade. Uh, What Simon Birmingham, our trade minister yesterday said was that it was a win for exporters and that he hoped that China would follow the spirit of that deal, which is to follow the trade rules. But there's been criticism, of course. Uh, Labor's Jason Clare said that it doesn't fix the problems with China. From COVID to the US elections, the media outlets over the weekend called a win for Democrat Joe Biden in Georgia and a win for President Trump in North Carolina. It keeps President-elect Joe Biden ahead on 306 electoral college votes to Trump's 232. President Trump still shows no sign of conceding, though Claire getting onto Twitter to call the election rigged. Yeah, although it's interesting to see widespread coverage this morning saying that he has acknowledged that Biden has won. And I guess he kind of has. He said that uh, he only won in the eyes of the Mm. fake news media. Uh, What some Republican luminaries have said is that at least he has sort of framed it uh, in a way that Biden has won and they're words that he hasn't said in the past. Mm. So, yeah, we're almost two weeks past the election and I guess it's a step (laughs) forward, but we'll we'll wait and see uh, whether there is going to be more movement on that front. Not that it really matters. Joe Biden has won the election and putting legal challenges and recounts aside, that 306 electoral votes to Trump's 232 seems to be the final result. 
Over to Ethiopia now, and the violence between the Ethiopian government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front continues to escalate. The conflict has now spilled into neighbouring Eritrea and Sudan. What has happened over the weekend is that the Tigray People's Liberation Front has shot rockets at Eritrea's uh, capital. It says that Eritrea is sending forces to help the Ethiopian government fight them. So they're really focused on that. Uh, Also, Sudan is part of the picture because it looks like about 17,000 Ethiopians have now fled the violence over the Sudanese border. It's expected that that could mount to as many as 200,000 thousand people. It's a really desperate scene there. Lots of concerns from humanitarian organisations that this will send into a pretty brutal civil war. Over to Southeast Asia now, and Typhoon Vamco has made landfall in the Philippines only weeks after massive tropical storms caused widespread flooding and devastation. Typhoon Vamco has become the most deadly of the season. Officials say that 67 people have been confirmed dead from that uh, typhoon over the weekend. There's more people missing uh, with really big flood waters in some areas. Vamco has moved on to Vietnam. It was due to hit overnight. Um, We'll see how that plays out today. Back home now and in big news in the media world, the CEO of Nine Entertainment Co, Hugh Marks, announced his resignation on Saturday after five years in the role. What he said on Saturday was that he decided that it was time for him to begin the process of moving on. He didn't give a reason at that point. But come last night, he said that uh, he was in a relationship uh, with a former direct report and that was behind his decision to go. There was a whole stream of news that unfolded over the course of Saturday that really led to a more candid Hugh Marks talking about his private life uh, by yesterday and that's in the papers again today. Uh, Of course there's a lot of spotlight on how bosses are dealing with employees particularly when it comes to relationships. Um, Companies and politicians have recently been in focus for coming up short uh, on those rules. And over to sport now. In the Formula One, Britain's Lewis Hamilton has won the Turkish Grand Prix. This gives him his seventh world championship title. He's now the most successful driver in the sport's history. Yeah, last month he overtook Michael Schumacher's record for race wins and to put another world title on top of that makes him the most successful driver the sport has ever seen. He became quite emotional after that win overnight saying... To all the kids out there, dream the impossible. And he says he feels like he's just getting started. And Claire, the final nine Sizzler restaurants have now shut up shop. It's a sad day for cheese bread lovers. Very sad day. It's really a relic of the time and quite incredible to many people that there were still Sizzlers around. They were really mm. quite huge <laughs> about 20 years ago or so, but they really did run out. Uh, when it came to Sizzler, the salad bar, the potato skins, and as you say, that unbelievably addictive cheese toast <laughs> really was its core calling card. Uh, It's now released its recipe for cheese toast. It really is something that looks easy to make, but seems impossible to replicate. Put a link in your episode notes if you want to check it out. 
What's the lyric you have for us as a subject line today? The lyric is Go Speed Racer. Uh, That goes to Lewis Hamilton, of course, but also to News Overnight of a sale of another very expensive racing pigeon, Larissa. Yeah, it went for $2.6 million overnight. And I know news of the sale of Armando um, last year. I do remember that. Was one of your very favourite stories of the year. (laughs) So, New Kim uh, has been sold for $2.6 million Australian dollars an incredible record. A new kid on the block absolutely smashed poor Armando's record. <laughs> Enough pigeon talk. Before we let you go about your Monday, we found out late last week that the Squiz Today and the Squiz Kids podcast are both top 20 contenders in the listener's choice for the Australian Podcast Awards, which is just awesome. We're not going to lie, there's a bit of friendly rivalry between us and Bryce over at Squiz Kids, Claire. Oh, and Bryce this morning has got his gorgeous daughter, Rosie, to do an endorsement for him <laughs> on the podcast this morning calling on all the kids out there uh, to vote for Squiz Kids. It's really coming to quite a bit of a clash. So, yeah, humiliating it could be. But, yeah, when you're pulling out the kids, it's, yeah, he's really taken it to another level. Well, we've got adults with access to smartphones and computers. So if you can throw us a vote, super easy, australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. I'll put that link in your episode notes as well. Other than that, have a good Monday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.